welcome to the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. I'm Gary Howard, Europe editor at Sea Trade Maritime News, and today I'm interviewing Christian Plum from Storm Geo. Christian and I discuss Storm Geo's acquisition of Bunker Metric and the capabilities that brings to Storm Geo's digital offerings in the area of bunkering operations and optimization. As ever, I start by asking Christian a little about himself. So I'm Christian Plum. I'm product manager at StormGeo, where I manage our bunker product. I'm based in Copenhagen, Denmark, father of three kids. That's the short introduction. Great. Looking at your CV, you're clearly very qualified in the field of computer science, and you've got a lot of exposure to the the maritime industry throughout your career. Could you tell us a little bit about your personal expertise and, and what you've done in your career so far? It was a bit of a coincidence I got into this industry originally. I, I studied computer science uh, with an interest in, in algorithms um, a long time ago, 20 years ago now. So around 15 years ago, I, I, I needed to write a master thesis to finalize my studies. And I got in contact with Maersk Oil Trading at the time. That They were interested in building basically a, a bunker planner, quite similar to what I'm doing on now. So that's how I got into this. I, I started learning about the industry. I, I built the first versions of, of, of this bunker planning tool. And then it was from Maersk liner feed. But that's how I got started. They've been working with bunkers and the digitization of shipping since. So for the last 15 years or so, that has been a professional career. And very much kind of in the crossroads of bunkers, shipping and digitization and and, and trying to build different tools that can support different decision makers, operators and, and others in, in the shipping industry and how they can make a little bit better decision using some digital tools. It, it strikes me that these tools are very much in the sort of the, the win-win space in the maritime industry. And perhaps to get a bit more detail on that, could you sort of lay out what the main bunker procurement challenges are facing the shipping industry as it is today? It's an area where, where there's a lot of external factors impacting what, what, what they should consider, right? So overall, right, the goal is that if you buy bunkers, you need to, number one, have enough to execute the voyage the vessel is going on. Number two, you need to make sure that the fuel you get, the bunkers you get, is satisfactory quality, that there's no issues that, that it, it can cause on non-Indians and, and uh, that it's a... That is compliant right with OFAC and other rules, so you you're getting say legit bunkers. Those are some more basic practicalities. And further on, of course, then you need get it at, at the right price, right? So you you should make sure you do not pay more than you have to. And this is is also much where where our tools come in that that we can help find the right price and then where where you should buy that. Considering that what what you need as a as a bunker buyer and operator to manage those complexities that you have enough that you have the, the right quality and 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 you have the right price, but at the same time you you have a lot of external factors impacting how you solve that right and and that's very much on huge external pressure to to re- reduce emissions right so that is both on CO two which is is very much being debated in these years. Just a few years back, there was a lot of, of talks about sulfur and noxious also, where there was uh, some new sulfur limits which came into just two, three years ago into effect. So that increasing theme in the last couple of years that regulations from, from governments have impacted how can you buy, how can you burn bunkers and impacts how you can do that. And looking further out, of course, we, we, we have a lot of, say, new rules likely coming in with, with carbon taxes and, and other things which will CII and that impacts your, your 
your bunker consumption, but also you have, you have new fuel types, new engine types, and that, that have a very different operational pattern, a very different emissions pattern, and, and that all needs to be considered. It's a very interesting space to be in because there's, there's so many things continuously evolving. At the main mind, in, in a price environment, which is, is extremely volatile, based on the war in Ukraine, right, we had the a huge increase in, in, in particular in gas prices for LNG vessels, but, but also in, in all the other price types. And, and this impacts the industry a lot in how they should buy and burn bunkers. So a lot of external things that you need to manage, but still trying to satisfy these, these basic things that enough fuel at the right quality at the right price. Like you say, it's a, it's a lot of moving parts. And how does digitalization help in that? And how can it improve bunkering operations? Of the things just went through, right? An overall theme is that it, it, it all adds complexity, right? So you have more regulations means more complexity, both because you, you need to make sure that, that the plans that, that you generate for, for how you, you buy and burn bunkers, they need to, to satisfy these rules. It means that cost structures of, of the what you're buying may be also more complicated. Maybe you buy some fuel, but maybe there's a different carbon footprint, so eventually there'll be different taxes that will follow them that, that you need to consider. Different fuels, they, they may have a different, say, impact in differently different jurisdictions. So so maybe in the EU, they'll have one set of rules. Maybe other parts of the world, there'll be a different set of rules and the cost structure will be different. So that, that's a, a complexity. On the same, you, you have that similar technical side, right? You have new fuel and engine types coming in. So, for instance, LNG vessels, they use, well, obviously LNG as the main fuel, but they also need some amount of, of MTO, which is more of a distillate product in some amount, right? So and they need a, the, the right mix of, of those. And, and you cannot get all of this in, in all ports, so, so you, you need to manage that. If we look further down the road, then newer vessels, newer engines will have even more deferring operational properties. And again, it's complex and then it depends very much on the specific vessel and the specific voyage and the prices there. So all this complexity, that's the way you, you can manage this is, is by having good planning tools, right? Because 10 years ago, bunkering was, was fairly easy. There were still two fuel grades you needed to buy, but you could get them almost everywhere and your pricing was often low, at least compared to today. Um, and then it was mainly just to to start burning it and, and, and sail away. But, but that's not going to be the way it is, especially if you look at tomorrow, right? Then the rules, the complexity, stay all tied in and, and finding the right solution for your specific vessel and voyage, it, it requires a, a good planning tool that can help you, say, navigate <laughs> um, in, in all of this and, and find the right combination that fits your needs and, and manages the cost best in that way. Wrapped into that is the question, I suppose, of what the commercial and operational benefits shipping companies should expect from digitalizing their bunkering operations. You know, what what are the benefits from these kind of technologies? In not too many years from now, having having good planning tools will will be kind of a a requirement for for operating to to manage this complexity. So I I think it will be very, very difficult to to just find a, a, a feasible plan if you don't have tools as that. Aside from that, then, well, often the consequence, if you don't have the good plan, is that, well, you'll end up in an area where you cannot, maybe because of bad planning, you you will have to do adjustments on a short nose. And these adjustments are, are often expensive, right? Because you need to, to, to 
deviate to get the type of fuel you need or you need to purchase it at a location where pricing is not attractive. And the consequence will be that you'll have higher costs without the good playing tool. So there will definitely be a a cost-saving element that because of having such tools in place and keeping them updated by integrating to all your other tools, your voice management systems and so on, then you know that you are on top of of what's going to happen. So continuously prepared for what's going to happen tomorrow with regards to your bunker needs. So you will save costs by having such tools. And already today, there is a significant cost-saving element because of this. Secondly, that there's the time that, that your operators and your bunker buyers need. Right? You, you have a tool. It's already digested everything for you. At least you, you get a, a suggestion for, for how you, you could bunker this tool and similar ones that decision support tools, right? So it's not that they can go out and replace a bunker buyer or an operator, but they can help those persons make better decisions faster. That That is the outcome. So they, they can quickly see, okay, you need to do something like this, go to Gibraltar, buy pipe on the tons of meters flow. That's probably a good decision, but maybe the operator has some, other information that they need to do a crew change or something else, and, and, and they can combine this with the decision, right? But then they can quickly at least assess where should I find the right option for this. So time-saving for the staff that needs to make this decision. Sure. And is it quite transparent when it comes to the suggestions given to the staff? Does it relay the factors that have been taken into account and the, the weighting of those factors as to why it's come up with the suggestion? Absolutely, absolutely. And again, right, the, the cost is also in the kind of a multi-dimensional, right? There, there's some cost for the, directly for, for the bunkers. Then often, at least for, for the chambers, you need to do a deviation to take the bunkers. What's the cost of that? Maybe you, you can, we can look at the external factors at, at the cost of delivery and eventually also looking at, at quality, uh, at, at the time that you need to wait for the bunker barge. M- many, many, many factors we, we take into account, and this is shown to, to the operators. And, and you say, parents, in, uh, another value of, of, of the tool is, is also that you, you can get a, a, say, a more uniform and transparent procurement process, right? Because you can go in a month or a year later and, and you can see what did we decide to, to purchase bunkers and this and this port and then there's a very detailed calculation of, of why a, a certain decision going to Fujairah for a thousand tons, why would, was that preferable compared to other alternatives, right? Because all the alternatives have been calculated in, in detail. Yeah, so I guess there's the opportunity to learn a bit from your own specific history as a company there as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and there's also a lot of option of customizing for the company, right? Because no companies are alike, right? There's different operating procedures, there's different um, say risk appetite and, and, and many different things that, that can be fine-tuned in together. In a discussion with the company, right, we, we will set it up in a way that, that fits each specific company's uh, priorities with regards to bunkers. And I guess one of those priorities might be on the decarbonization side, whether it's because it's the ethos of a shipping company or because they're soon to be forced into it by some new regulation. I wonder if you could go into a bit more detail on how these digitalized bunkering operations can support maritime decarbonization as a whole. Yeah. So a lot of discussion on this topic. I, I think that at least we start like we, we talk to a lot of our, our clients on this, right? And I think that the 
most of them, or the, the majority of them, they, they absolutely see the need and they, they would like to to start supporting this and then change the world. But what really can allow them to do so that we hear is also that well, it, it, they need to be on a level playing field with, with, with the competitors, right? Very few feel that they can start expanding significantly without the, the competitors doing the same. Shipping is extremely competitive and and, and that is going to be the driver, right? And that, that's also why I started talking about these regulations, right? Because fairly clear to us that, that the, the way that this could possibly happen is that new regulations come into force that, that kind of say, sets a uh, equal playing field for, for all the shipping companies saying, okay, now you need to do this. We will impose a carbon tax. We will require a, a certain way of operating your vessels or, or other rules. Those rules will then apply to all, and this is very much where we see with, with our tools we, we can help the shipping companies, right? So once these rules are into effect, and these most likely will be fa- fairly complex rules, you, you will then have a range of, of shipping companies that, that needs to manage these effectively, and, and, and that's where we can come in and, and support them. So we already mentioned we have the, the sulfur rules come in place, we have CII, coming up very soon or already being placed and further down the route, carbon tax and others. So so you, you end up having a shipping company that needs to manage these effectively. Of course, they they, 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 they have to and, and the far majority wants to, to be, be, be compliant, right? And, and we can then help them be compliant in the most conscious way. And, and that's very much we can support them. So I, I hope that that makes sense. I think it has to happen. Everyone are on the same page and, and then it's then up to them to see how can they most effectively manage these rules, in many cases supported by digital tools. Yeah, absolutely. And with a company outfit like yours, there's a sort of concentration of that knowledge that perhaps a smaller media operator wouldn't be able to get unless they spend quite a lot of money on having a specific team completely focused on this operation. Absolutely. And, and, and that's also a lot we do. So I think that this will also make a big change because it's more and more becoming a have to, right? Because today many, and now again, I'm talking with, with bunker planning, many, they, they use Excel sheets to, to manage the planning of the bunkers, right? But with all these complexities coming up, the, the Excel sheets are, are very rapidly be becoming unsuitable because they cannot capture the full complexity of this, right? And then not many companies, they, they have the option of, of developing systems they own that, that fully captures this, um, nor is, is, are they well suited to, to support software development and 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 so in that way it it's well yeah it's it's something that we hear quite often in the space of digitalization and efficiency more broadly is the death of the excel spreadsheet as the kind of the the go-to solution (laughs) for so many problems across the shipping industry where it feels like it's not really been that long since we've uh advanced from just writing everything down in a book Mm -hmm. Uh, we finally made it to excel and uh now we need to move on again quite quickly (laughs) Yes, and of course, there's a lot of value and information in those Excel sheets, but I, I, I think when you, you have complex problems with, with many different dimensions, right? you need to, to manage the schedule, you need to manage your bunkers, you need to manage all your regulations with regards to the emissions, uh, you need to have a charter party to consider, and, and all these, they, they pull in different directions, right? So that, that you, you cannot do this in Excel sheet. You need dedicated system support to really do it well and then make sure that, that you look good on, on all the different parameters that you need to when you make your decision. 
Yeah. Another thing that comes up quite often is this idea of data security and the handling of especially commercially sensitive data. Is that an issue that's been raised by some of your clients and how is that dealt with? Absolutely. Absolutely. All, all of them, right? And, and, and again, shipping is, is extremely competitive. So both they need to be ensured that, that the data that they share with us on, on, on our platforms, that it, it stays with us. It, it's not shared with, with any of the competitors, which is of, of, of course, it's not. We, we strong focus of us to, to ensure that, that the data is complete siloed towards different customers. Also, that's kind of one side of it. And, and the other also very important is this, that we've seen these horrific cases of, of, of uh, companies who've been hacked and then blackmailed to, to lock the data. And, and, and that we, of course, also have a, a, a huge focus on as a software product that, that we are not uh, liable to, to such risk. There's quite a large element to some of these upcoming regulations and some of those still being discussed of sort of tracing mm-hmm. the origins of bunkers, especially when mm-hmm. it comes to their carbon intensity. Is that something mm-hmm. that bunker metrics will be able to help with? For all these regulations, that is kind of say how, how, how licensed to operate, right? We, we will model and, and, and reflect them fully in, in our system. So there's a lot of things being discussed. We usually do not implement before they've been decided, and, and, uh, but, but then we do so in a timely fashion. So, so yes, that's one of the core focus areas of, of our tools to reflect these and support our users in how to, to manage them. If there's someone you know, sitting there with their Excel spreadsheet and they're wondering what steps to take next, what should the shipping industry be doing today to start digitalizing its bunkering operations? Many are, are still on the Excel sheet or rules of thumb and so on. Most of them, they, they have started the, the path towards utilization. Perhaps they use a voyage management system. Perhaps they use a, a performance tool. Perhaps they use weather routing. For those, often the, the next step is to go out and see well, what tools are there to, to support bunkerings. I believe that there is a, a range of options on the market, right? And, and mature tools as the, the one we offer, but also others. So, so there is a, a market that can cater for the needs. So I think that that could be a suggestion. First step to, to review the ones there, go out and then and see, learn how, what these tools do and then see if, if they might be suitable for their company. Um, it is something that, that should be done. Of course, looking both at what, what do we get in, in terms of cost saving and so on, but also very much with in mind, where do you think that the, shipping will go in the coming years so and and, and where are, are the bunker market the, the rules relations going right so they're prepared for that because that that's a lot where we're kind of the value we can do we can help them protect for, for this going forward so i i think it, it's mainly a task of, of go out there and then try them out um, start having those right conversations yes learn about it and then and see if, how do they it fit in in, in in your company and what, what systems you already have how can we talk with them how are your procedures today are they the right procedures how, how can we support them often there is a combined discussion with the decision processes in company which, which the, the tools have to support right and then we're very eager to help under that discussion as well. And perhaps if there's someone, you know, still sitting there on the fence about the idea of these technologies, do you have any kind of idea of the average savings that could be expected from Bunker Metric? I often try to kind of wonder, we say, okay, what, what is the perfect customer for this? But but then the people we actually sign off, they, they often defer in, in many ways for them. So I'm, I'm trying to be, be a little bit reluctant on that, but, but saying the main thing, the, the more 
complexity there is in, in your operation combined with the more volatility there is in, in both the schedules and the pricing, the more value you will get, right? So, so the more uncertainty you're facing in, in your bunkering operations, the bigger value you can get from, from using these tools, right? And, and you say that the uncertainty that, that well, partly it arises from the volatility in the market. This year has been considerable, right? Because what, what, what happens when you have quite uncertain prices is that kind of all the, the rules of thumbs that, that you may use, they're not valid, right? So for instance, well, you, you can go to, to, to maybe you have a, a, a a vessel passing Singapore going up to, to Northeast Asia. And, and, and you may say, well, I, I can bunk in Singapore. That, that's often a good choice. And yes, it is a good choice. Maybe three out of four times, it's the best choice. But maybe one out of four on that week or, or that month, then the prices in, in China or in Korea are, are lower than Singapore. And, and you can actually lower your average intake of bunkers in that way, right? And because of the price volatility, that could be a specific case. And, well, there is significant parts of the year where Northeast Asia is actually maybe $20, $30 below Singapore. So if, as a company, you have a rule. I always bunk in Singapore. I fill my vessel to one month sailing or, or something like that. Well, then you could be losing out, right? Because the volatility in the pricing in that part of the world is dynamic, right? You need to assess it on, on a daily basis, should I go Singapore or should I take Susan or Busan or, or another port or a discharging port that, that you may encounter on, on that voyage? Another thing is also maybe more looking at well, what, what is the, the, the cost of a, a deviation, right? Because often you, you need to, this is a more classic example when, when you bunker, right? Maybe you can buy bunkers at, at your loading port. It's often could be fairly expensive, and but then you have your voice and then you can deviate for bunkers in route, right? But but what is the cost of deviation? Well, of course, it depends on the specific distance that you're deviating. It depends on the duration you need to wait for the bunkers. When you're deviating, do, do the barge come immediately or do I have to wait 5-10 hours before the barge is there? That, that has a cost. And that all, again, ties into what is the, the higher rate of your vessel? Is it a vessel worth $10,000 a day, $20,000, $30,000? 50, 80,000, right? And, and depending on if you have a very high, higher rate, for instance, well, then you, of course, are, are better off taking bunkers at your loading port. But if the higher rate is low or the deviation is low or the price saving is big, that, that will change the decision. And, and all those things that they, they move sometimes on a daily basis, right? And, and, and that, that is where you, you can benefit from a tool that continues day by day looks into to how all these numbers, they, they work against each other and, and look at the specific vessel and, and voyage in question to, to find the right choice. Yeah, and just going back to the point you made about volatility, I suppose looking ahead at a, a multi-fuel future, there must be an expectation that volatility is probably likely to increase as we find our way of as to what the fuels of the future will be for the maritime industry. Absolutely. Um, volatility is, is probably will go up and we should also probably because the, the more fuel types that are used and on the market you should probably see that the general availability will lower right because today where you have three products perhaps there's a fairly high availability around the world but if you maybe in a couple of years you have five or six products on the market well there will be less availability around the world right which again will complicate the planning because you cannot go to let's say south africa and expect that you can get lng there Perhaps 
they only have some of the products that your vessel use, right? And, and that, again, adds a dimension to your planning that will be complicated by more fuel types on the market. And another layer of complexity that your, uh, yes. <laughs> your Excel spreadsheet yes. just can't handle. <laughs> Correct. Just finally, on the bunker metrics, Storm Geo, Alpha Laval acquisitions going on, I wondered if you could speak a little bit about that process and where you are in terms of the acquisition and where you fit within the Alpha Laval family, if you like. We started Bunker Planner four or five years ago as a startup, build the product, got the first customer on. The start of this year, I think in February, March, I got in contact with Storm Hughes management to see, well, could there be a fit here, right? We very quickly saw that, that there was a fantastic match between the products Bunker Metric was offering, which was the company that was quiet, and some used products on, on weather routing and, and performance. And much in the way that, that they, they talked to the same customers, the, the operators out in the, the shipping companies, but they supplement each other well. So the, the fit was extremely good. And then this was last part of, of why the acquisition made a lot of sense. Since then, that has very much been the focus to, to see how can we bring this product out to as many as, as possible of Stompuse existing customers using some of, of Stompuse other products. And, and that journey has been gone extremely well so far. So, so now we, we have the full, say, force of, of Stompuse resources engaging with our system client, telling them about Bunker Plan, and, and we have had a lot of interest from them to learn about the tool, to use the tool, and then have several trials that have started up to see how does this work, what value can they get from Bunker Planning. Further down the road, we have a lot of technical things that, that we've started to work on, how can we integrate the two tools, and then how can we get the Bunker dimension into to this insight and, and, and some fused product that, that we'll be working on. And also a lot of very promising synergies that we will get by combining these weather performance and, and, and bunkering in our Stompuse tools. Thank you, Christian, for joining us on the Sea Trade Maritime podcast. And thanks to you for listening. 